When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into why women talk about their exes. Why do they feel the need to bring up their exes to somebody that they're seeing or somebody that they're dating or somebody new that they've just met? It's not for the crazy reasons that you think. We're not testing you. We're not messing with you. We're not challenging you to step up. We're actually telling you we like you. And that's what we talk about on today's episode with our guest, Jackie Gold. So keep listening. a fresh episode, freshly brewed, and just... Right from Kristen's kitchen. Right from my kitchen. I, I was oddly going to say, like, from my nipple. <laughs> I don't know, just because Marnie's breastfeeding, and so that, like... So that means you're breastfeeding, too? No, I don't know. It always comes in my head. Um, <laughs> I don't breastfeeding know always goes into your head? Yes. When I drink it, it goes oh, straight to my head. Nice. You even made, like, a sexual joke the other day, too, about you and what, what, what you were wearing right now towards me. I did? did. Oh, yeah, I did. It was last night. Like, I'm just kidding. Well, it was weird because I said, what are you wearing? But I meant for tomorrow. And then you said, now, not tomorrow. But I'm, yeah, I was like, <laughs> now, right now, not tomorrow. Um, so we're doing, we've had a name saga, as you guys know. So yeah. we're going to do Ask Women. Colon. Colon. I don't want to say colon because it's. What she wants. What she wants. Yeah. So but we like can win and Wondery can win and everybody can be happy. Right. The reason so, they changed the name was because they thought it would be better for selling to advertisers. And so they hate women. Tuned. You're going to be having ads very shortly. Um, and they didn't like our name, but we do and we win. We're women. So we are saying now, ask women what she wants in really small letters. Exactly. Afterwards. So we're back to being our old selves. We are. And we're also back from a very long hiatus. Yeah. And I was trying to call my time home like a sabbatical. Yeah. But I feel like you have to... Be a professional in something to then be able to take uh, take a sabbatical. You're professional? No, I'm a professional like LA hater, so I took a sabbatical from LA. I think a lot basically. of people want to take a sabbatical from LA. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, was it good? Uh, it was good, um, but it wasn't. I really went to do certain things, and I knew myself, and I didn't <laughs> do a lot of them. I really wanted to spend a lot of time like working out and not obsessively checking Instagram and like decompressing from the world of social media. And of course I didn't do that because when I was home, I felt so disconnected from the world. Um, But what I did do, because where I'm from, the only people that are available to date are meth addicts or cows. Amazing. So I shut off Tinder and Bumble. Right. Which was a really nice break. Super nice break. Like well, I didn't think you were going to date while you there, were there anyway. No, but like we went to um, we went out of town a couple times, and I didn't turn it on like in Boston, and then I was in New York. I turned it on in New York for like an hour, and then I was like, no, 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 I just need to stop. This is what I'm doing taking is a taking from. a break from this shit. Although when I was in New York, I was like, oh my god, I'm hot here. I, well, no, I mean, I was like, I would date so many of these dudes from yeah. Bumble. 
And my mom well, said... they're fresh. That's the whole thing. You've seen the same they sort of are picture fresh. over and over again in Los Angeles. Right. Because what I've seen in Los Angeles has been like, the surfer dude who's super into yoga and he's vegan. And I'm like, vomit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you that was a nice... That was a nice break. Okay. Well, then that's good. Yeah. And we had a little bit of a break today as well. We went to the airport together. We did. Yes. We were supposed to go do a Facebook Live thing for the dating company Zeusk, um, who's an awesome online dating company, by the way. Uh, and then there are fires in Napa Valley. So we were not able to fly because of that. And so we sat in the airport for a few hours, had fun, yeah. and then went back home. And now we're here doing the podcast. We're it made us podcast both feel like Francisco. we're both very isolated, so it made us feel like we were part of the world for I know. an hour. You had a bag, I had a little mm-hmm. bag too. Sat with the people. Woke up, showered. Yeah, we went Unusual. Home. I didn't shower. I, you didn't? No. I did. I did a horse bath and then. <laughs> well, I had a shower because when I flew in yesterday, my, uh, I'm, it was such a stressful thing that I was sweating and I had like stress, stress BO, yeah. which I normally don't get. Well, you didn't smell when I saw you today. Anyway, this is enough chit-chat for us, because guys don't want to listen to us have girl talk, right? They want to hear about... They don't want to hear women speak. Right, exactly. Well, now we have another woman who's coming to speak with us. This is the part of the show where we take our shirts off. Yes. And rub our nipples against each other. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like rubbing a giant pepperoni against like a little olive or something. Like mine's like so small. (laughs) That it would not be good. Anyway, that's gross. (laughs) Normally I'm not this like creepily sexual. She's very creepily sexual. But... Anyway, we have a very funny and cute girl comic yes, with us who we've been meaning to hang out for a long time, Ever. Jackie Gold. And so she's going to come on in a second. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a mic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so otherwise I'd be like, say hi, Jackie. Hi. There she is. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, why women talk about their exes yeah, and what to do about a good it. Topic. I, wrote, I wrote a newsletter the other day for my newsletter subscriber list. And it got a really good response. And it's something I haven't talked about in a while. And I don't think we've actually covered it on our podcast. But before we talk about that, if you want to hand her the mic so that you and I can share this one, um, there was something in the news that popped up and somebody sent it to me. And it was Brie Larson, you know, the actress who won the Oscar. Um, she posted something on Twitter. And Jackie, I wanted to get your opinion on it and just talk about it for a little bit. Because it's a big topic for a lot of guys. So she wrote, I merely smiled at a TSA agent and he asked for my phone number to live life as a woman is to live life on the defense what do you think about that i already went off on it with the morning got here yeah i i don't know it's i think it's some it's some of those things i don't really think about on a on a daily basis and i guess in general i tend to be someone who is a very happily like openly friendly person so, and maybe it's just because of my conditioning as a woman in this society, but I would smile at somebody and then they would ask me for the phone number and my initial response would be like, well, let's not hurt his feelings. Let's be very, let's be very sweet and be like, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice, but no, thank you. And I, in my head, I go, that's the nice thing to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Why would you purposely be rude to that person? And then only if I'm asked to like stop and think about why is that my response that I go, oh yeah, because, well, we're taught we're not supposed to hurt people's feelings because we're always supposed to be nice and sociable because we're always supposed to present a demeanor of like being Maybe nice like- and inclusive. And so, so it's only if I have to stop and like break it down, like, but initially my response is like, why do women feel like everything is an attack? Cause like, do no- you think that that would be, feel like an attack for you? Because is it him taking advantage of the position that he's in? He's checking her at the TSA whatever station section, right. do you think that's him 
taking advantage of his position and putting her in an uncomfortable situation. It doesn't sound like it was to me. It, it doesn't. It's funny because I'm like, of what position? Right. Like, what girl like looks at a TSA guy and is like, now that guy. Right. Like that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in such a high position. Yeah. That's the guy I want. Like, part of me is like, oh, that guy's got some chutzpah. That guy's See, got that's some balls. what I think but as that's well. that's like the only dude in uniform that doesn't turn you on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's the one exception. I'm like, a little afraid of the TSA agent. Oh, doesn't turn you on. Although one today like made a, a very rude comment to me. Like, I would think, I, I feel yeah. like mall security is like more of like a power position really? than TSA. Like, that's saying a lot TSA, about TSA. Yeah, like yeah. I... I see it depends where blue. you're sitting. The people who sit and check you in, I feel like they have more power. The people who are doing the scanners, who are just walking oh, around, yeah. like saying, mm-hmm. take your water out. Yeah, they don't have like, any I, And even though they're all like the same to me, I'm like, they're kind of like, like like McDonald's employees. Like, I'm like, all right, you're just wearing a uniform, but you're just doing your same day-to-day, nine right. to five. and they don't really care. Like, I don't think anything. I'm like, you could, like, you, I could you up and stick you in a restaurant and you'd have like the same power. <laughs> to be like, all right, next in line, what, what would you like to order? Right. Like that, it just... Like, it seems the same. But do you think me. that her comment was called for? Because for me, this is what I coach guys on all all the time. It's like, take the opportunity. Put yourself out right. there and ask somebody out where she took extreme offense to that. Like, I know that a lot of women are on the defense. And for the guys yeah. who are listening, it can be very scary because they're like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to get my head chopped off. So what would you say to guys who are listening about taking chances like this? I think it's also, I think like, especially now what's going on where there is like so many women are speaking forward about like sexual abuses and yeah. men overstepping their power. I think that when those happen and those occur, like women need to band together and like address when that happens. But I think then this becomes this like vigilante mentality in women that like at the smallest sign of something, we're like, well, no, I'm going to like, so I, sometimes it feels like not gonna someone's happen fishing lead to something else. for a moment to be like, well, now I'm going to stand up for this. And it's like, what are you fishing for? Like, and I was just like, I think I think like men's brains, like the moment someone is kind, like they think that is like an in. Right. Yeah. For that. So basically it's like someone had a bottle, say he's dehydrated in the desert and someone has a bottle of water in their hand. That's why he's going for it because it's like, that's his only opportunity to maybe get a sip of water, which is for this guy, maybe he doesn't have that many options dating. I mean, he's got a million. They keep coming in the whole day. Asking (laughs) this girl who just smiled at him, which never happens, is probably him like going, oh my God, my one opportunity, I'm going to ask. And like, there was, um, did you see the thing about Ashley Judd a few, like like a month ago or so? Basically, Ashley Judd was um, going through security. It was the same like airport situation. And she was going through security and the dude, he had like smiled at her or something. And she was like, "Mm -hmm, stop looking at me. Or I don't even know the exact thing. But then what happened was he complimented her dress after she had said, you're a TSA agent and you're not acting appropriately or something. He just said, like, I, well, I like your dress or something like that. And Ashley Judd went on this, like, Facebook Live rant that was so obnoxious and so holier than thou. It's like in 1950, which I'm sorry, is, like, people try to de- demonize that era and everything for, like, men... You know, obviously it was more, men were more liberal with being like, like my mom was telling me when I was home, she used to work at this company and one of the bosses told her in front of all these other men to sit on her lap. And she basically said, absolutely not. No, you know, so I understand that that stuff happened more, but like, but I also think sit on my lap and I like your dress are two very different things. That's what I was going to say. So, so, um, Ashley Judd is turning what he said into one of those statements that is a bad statement. 
like yeah. sit on my lap. No, I understand what you're saying. Well, here, here's the thing that I that I wanted to add into this because I think that it does again. It gets very confusing for guys, and the the I want to explain why women are so potentially offended by that or defensive about or defensive right. about that. And so what happens a lot of the time is that a guy comes up and he's like literally looking through her, not a TSA agent, but anybody else who approaches a woman and they have a goal in mind. They have an outcome, desired outcome of I see this woman, I'm already attracted to her and I know that I want to sleep with her in some way. Like that's already on the table for them. For women, it's not as fast as that. It might be that person caught my attention, there's something intriguing about them, but I there's would like multiple to know more, I right? want to know more. Exactly. So when they, when anybody comes up to you, like even if a salesperson comes up to you and says, hey, my name is Joe. Can I have $5 for X, Y, and Z? Right away, you're like, well, I don't even know what this is, who you are. That's kind of how it feels for a woman when you're jumping from A to B so quickly. Granted, he had you know limited time with her, so he wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. But I think for guys who are listening to learn about how to finesse that conversation, even if you only have 30 seconds, that would be very helpful for them. So how could this TSA agent or somebody else in this position who only has 30 seconds, how could he make an impression on a woman where she didn't feel so defensive and he could ask for a phone number? Like showcase who he is I think is in there a this way to do particular it? situation, I don't think, at least for myself, like I can't think of anything that would happen in those 30 seconds that would make me give a phone number. Really? Right away. Like there's no, no in this particular especially situation. Especially in this particular yes, thing. Like, it's a weird like situation. you're at an airport. Like for us, like I, maybe it's also because like for men, it doesn't matter what situation they're in, right. what else could be going on in their lives. Like if, if they see someone, then they want to make that approach. But for us, like if I'm at the airport, like there's so many things I'm I'm thinking about. Like I want to get through this TSA as quickly as possible. What am I gonna? Am I gonna go grab something to eat when I get through? I just want to maybe get a drink. I just can't wait to get through this. Oh, my bag is hurting my shoulder. Like there's so many things that I can't think of anything someone would say to me in those like 30 seconds that would make me give my number in that 30 seconds. Well, let's say the TSA agent was cute. And let's say you were attracted to him. And let's say when you were waiting in line, you saw this TSA agent and he's chatting up everybody and he's making jokes and people are laughing and you see from a distance that he's a really friendly TSA agent. So you have that background on him and you get in front of him and he kind of jokes around with you. And then he said, I know it's kind of inappropriate, but can I have your number? I would love to ask Brie Larson, how would you have responded if he was good looking? Yeah. I mean, well, I wonder. I was yeah. looking. Maybe he wasn't, but I feel like maybe she would have. But for not been even good looking. But, but let's if say he had intri- intrigued her. you. Exactly. Like it may have been That's one of those I things thought. where he was like, "Oh, well, I get, I get to tell a story about how I asked this, yeah. uh, you know, an Oscar winner for." Though I think, I mean, she's very ordinary looking. So I feel like, I mean, in, and I don't mean that in like she is in no, a in like a neg way. I mean like. Honestly, if I spotted her on the street, and I'm sure at the airport she doesn't have makeup on. I'm sure she just like has her hair in a messy bun or whatever it is. I, I'm sure it could just look like a regular, ordinary girl. Yeah. You well, know, but back to the question, would say. you, would that have been enough space for you to say yes? Um, because I, I don't know. I actually, I still feel like maybe not. Okay. Like it might be something where maybe an, I would give an email or maybe it's like, you know, why don't you find me on like Facebook or okay, like. Okay, so no matter what, you would be open to it. Like, so maybe, what about yeah. other, like, so what are things for you as a woman that you need to see about somebody I just, like, I feel like there needs to be a certain amount of time where at least my brain can rationalize that they're a safe person. Okay. You know, because, like, if the very first thing is, like, you know, someone just smiles and they're like, hey, what's your phone number? Or, like, hi, you're cute. What's your phone number? Like, my brain's like, I don't know anything about you. But, like... Right away, I want to cover myself up. That's actually how I feel 
Really? So when I read that, I was I wanted to be covered up, but I didn't understand her being so defensive about it. It's it's interesting because I think my brain goes to like, okay, well, like how do I say this in a nice way to like make them feel safe? Yeah. Which is also, I mean, again, if we're really digging deep enough, means like the way in which we were brought up and the way in which like because of the society we live in, like our brain immediately goes to like, how do I protect that person's feelings as opposed to like, how do I protect my own feelings? Well, is it kind of protecting yourself as well? Because if you were to potentially respond negatively. Agreed. We're part of, you're right. Because the part of me is like, well, how do I say this nicely? Because in case I don't know this person, they've only, they've only said, hi, can I have your phone number? What are they capable of if I'm not nice that what or you're if I don't handle thinking? this? In, the, in like the milliseconds that your brain processes hundreds of thoughts, yes. My brain analyzes like, how do I A, not hurt this person's feelings because, or B, like I have no idea how this person would respond. So let me behave in a way that doesn't make this a bigger scenario. Right. Yes. Yes. It's almost like damage control in a way. Like you're trying to keep it as non-aggressive as possible. Yeah, for sure. So, so then again, what would be a way to open that conversation up a little bit more with a limited amount of time? Forget about the TSA, but let's right. say you're waiting in Just line like, for a coffee somewhere. Like what gives you enough information? Like what says I'm safe? Wait, honestly, I'm kind of offended TSA has never asked me for my phone number. You should be. I, I try to look pretty at the airport. I, have, I don't think anyone's ever asked today. me for a phone number either. And I make cute little jokes, usually to the women, because I always am like, oh, let me make me friends yeah, me with too. the women TSA. They're going to be the ones that like make sure I'm okay. Like They're going to be the ones that let me through. Do you we'll know see. what I told Jordan my dream is, or my husband my dream is, of where I know that I've achieved success, is that when I go through customs, one of the customs agents says, you just go, you helped me get my wife. Like something like that. <laughs> right. That would be the, I could die after that. Right. I'd be so happy. It's always so interesting to me that like um, other people who have done podcasts like tell me that people have like recognize them on the streets and I'm like wow like people are like that big fans of podcasts that they it's know crazy. what people look like yeah. and I've been that's so crazy to me three times from this that's on a fantastic date. one was on a date yeah mm-hmm. that's so funny. which is cool were you on the date with the guy that recognized you or you were on a date and someone else came over to you. And it was funny because the guy was asking me about doing podcasts and I was like, no, I mean, I don't normally get recognized. And then literally about two minutes later, it was almost like I had set it up or something. This guy came over and he's like, you're Kristen Carney, right? (laughs) The guy was like, like, yes, I am. Yeah. And then that guy proceeded to try to ask me out a million times on Instagram. The mm-hmm. guy who ran who up to you, okay. Recognized me, and then yeah. the date guy, did he feel threatened or was he like, oh, wow, that was super cool? I think he felt threatened. Okay. Yeah. Because sure. he was already kind of shy. So, what was. makes a guy safe? Like, what are things that he can say? Like, let's say he has a dog with him, or what are things that visually you need to hear? I, I, and he's only what, bit me twice. Sorry, see, There's and, only like certain, maybe if like a little bit of a, I mean, in this, I can only speak for myself, uh, like certain like little bits of like sense of humor might come out, or uh, probably also like, I'm a big observer, so I observe a lot of people. So if I like, I've observed his interactions like throughout. Then like sometimes that would you know can make me feel safe if I like thought that you know he seemed like a nice person like by how he treated other people either in line or the staff. Like I'm very big on like how people treat like other people. So if I had like perceived things like perceived his behavior, I could think that was nice. Um, I don't know. I've I've no, once given somebody. I once was on the train in New York City, sat down, and this guy just smiled at me across the way. I smiled back. We didn't say anything to each other the entire ride. I got off, and he got off at the same stop, and he came over to me. He goes, "I'm so sorry." He goes, "I said to myself that if we got off at the same stop, I was going to say hello to you." And I was like, okay. And then we we spoke, and because I guess basically the reason we had wound up on that train car together. Was oh, because on the train car when I got on, I gave my seat up to um, 
an, an, old, an elderly woman or an older woman. And so he'd saw that. That's when he smiled. And then I had smiled back. And he's like, the reason I was on that car is he's like, when I was waiting for the train, I gave my seat to somebody. He's like, so that's why I wound up in this car. So when you gave your seat, like, he's like, that's why if we got off at the same stop, I was going to say hello. Oh, that's wonderful. So we, I mean, we went on like one or two dates. I was like 18, 19, like at the time. Yeah. But that was it. But like, I mean, this person just approached me just from a smile on the subway. And then he came and like chatted to me. But again, was a good looking. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad you that were attracted it's, to it's him. Well, that, it, like, looks, it's not even good looking. It's you were attracted to him. I was attracted That's basically what it is. Him, right. Or, you know, seemed had a kind face or or something. It was a yeah. It's always those kind ones who kill you later. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You start wearing your skin. Exactly. But I yeah, I don't I don't know if they're necessarily It's like, no, you don't need my skin. You have such a kind face. Yeah. You yeah. Just it wear is your own face. Crazy to me that people do go for that phone number within 30 seconds of talk or less of talking because 30 seconds is actually quite a bit of time it, but yeah. like so like if people go for a phone number within like 10 to 15 seconds that's so it's, it's way kind too of, soon it's so yeah. we it is a little much but, but you me. also said that you had the build-up before of looking at each other like a, there was, those it was like at least a couple minutes on the yeah. train of like because 85 percent of communication is said with your body language so yeah. you probably could see things from that body language that you liked yeah. Not necessarily that he was safe, because the truth is he could have been a complete serial killer. You have absolutely no idea. Right. You're not really looking for safety. You're looking to feel comfortable and attracted to that person. And there is something that, like, you know, that animal instinct inside, too, that's like, ooh, this is exciting. Like, yeah. I'm out in a public place, and this guy's smiling at me. Like, ooh, like, it's it's sexy. There's something, like, attractive about it. Yeah, because it seems like it's from a movie. Too. Yeah, exactly. It seems interesting and fun. But then also on the flip side, I was at the supermarket the other day walking in the aisle, and this guy that I had zero interest in and was not attracted to in the slightest, like, walked by me once in the aisle, and, like, you know, he seemed like, but, like, Seems like a, a doofy guy that doesn't have many friends or slash could be slightly autistic that had walked by and had smiled. And <laughs> See how much we can I start to pick up I, on and decide and about I, this person you know, just, just kept like going around my way because I'm like, you know, there's no harm in you know being friendly people. And he came back in the aisle and was like, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. And I was like, I started to brace myself yeah, for like, here okay, like how do I nicely? And he's like, I just wanted to let you know I think you're very beautiful. And I just went, okay. I was like, oh, thank you very much. And then kept... And then in my mind was like, and then keep walking. And then you keep walking because then you're like, okay, cool. That's the end of this exchange. Like I say thank you and then I walk and then that's the end. Could that person have changed things around? No. Why? Also, there's no, I had zero attraction to them. But could you suddenly become attracted to them if something else was displayed? Marnie Marnie always asks this and I'm I'm usually emphatic about it, about Um, the answer. Have you ever As, met somebody where you're like, no, I would never be with them. I'm so not attracted to them. And then you slowly gain attraction to them or quickly gain attraction in another setting where you saw them in a different light? I have. I've had I, that. I mean, I, I mean I'm, again, if it was a, a stranger, no, I, I don't think anything would change. But there's been like people in my life where there's – objectively, this person is a, not a good-looking person. This person is an ugly, unattractive person. But there is something about their personality and our connection where I find myself so viscerally attracted to them. Well, But I also know them. I have a super strong example of that, which I probably have talked about in this podcast, but um, Neil Brennan... Just does it for you? Does it for me. There's something... Interesting. I mean, he's... He's... I don't out think he's of, attractive. Out of the book of... It's something where I can see that women are attracted. I could see that that personality and the char- and charisma yeah. does well, it. Because he has strong not, self-value. Not me, but I could see it. Yeah, yeah, he values himself. He's super confident. Very confident. He's slightly cocky and a little asshole A little more than sl- slightly. Yeah, he's cocky. I don't know him personally no, at all. he's cocky and he can be an asshole, but 
there's something about that um, insight that he has into people and to things that, I mean, I find incredibly attractive. I do think he's, I like, it was funny because we matched on Tinder and I, and he's told me before, and I only swiped right to see if he would swipe right on me. And I think, cause we, we know each other. So I think he swiped right on me just to see if I'd swipe right, right on him. Cause when we matched, he goes, I was just curious. And I'm like, yeah, I figured cause I know you didn't date comics. Um, but like his, his pictures on Tinder, I would have never in a you million never, years swiped right. But you recognize right. that it's him. Super skinny, like gaunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's something about him that I'm just, and same with Stevie. Mm-hmm. She was super attracted to Neil. And she's like, oh my God, I would totally date him. And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't like people with baggage. And she's like, okay, then I give up because yeah. she has tons of baggage. Yeah. So well, I'm sure he probably would. I mean, who doesn't have baggage? Like, yeah, but she, he, he basically has said, I will not date a female comic because I, already, I don't want to deal with their baggage right. or their emotional own. madness. I have enough of my own. I want like a well-adjusted woman. He said know, that. Is anyone really ever that well adjusted? I mean, because I don't think that I carry a lot of baggage. Like I actually, I don't. I mean, and then sometimes I'll talk to people and they're like, mm, "But he, who he came?" But I don't think I actually carry all that much baggage. You're just less than everybody else. Wait, before Maybe. we get before, before we go down this uh, rabbit hole, I do want to get back onto the other topic that I wanted to bring up. So, but I love everything that you guys yeah. have said. I think it's very honest and open, and I like that you've said. Well, you did I've say that you could the whole time. change. No, I, I mean, I could change. It would be a very rare thing that would like that in those fifteen seconds that somebody, yes. right there. Yes, you need to see more things yes. that would switch you around. Absolutely. I mean, again, if I was a super attractive person, I'd be like, and you know, he'd wow me. I'd be like, well, I'm going to be sitting over at gate nineteen. So, right. you know, exactly. See, I mean, so Brie Larson, stuff it. I just also, I feel like, I feel like it's a little bit fishing. I feel like every person feels like they need to have a platform now. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's like, oh. Well, now this is my chance to speak out about how I feel. Like, we are always yeah, defensive. I think it's, it's like, too extreme. Oh, not so I wouldn't is... say that most women do feel this way. Me, and there's other know. ways I to finesse like it. It's the Hollywood agenda. And I don't think most... I feel like the dudes who listen to the show, they're most likely not in Los Angeles, not in Chicago, not in New York. They're in rural areas, and there's not tons of options. And I don't think they have to worry too much about that in those places because the mindset is a little more old-fashioned for the most part, I would yeah. say. So this Brie Larson thing... I don't think would come up for a lot of men in those areas, but if you are living in a city or in a metropolitan area, I do think that's something that they have to worry about. Yeah, it's just to I be cautious of and to allow a woman to know a little bit more about you, whether it's through your body language or through the words that you say before pouncing on asking for a number. Yeah, I think maybe just like for men to have the knowledge of like, hey, there's this million thoughts running through our head the moment you approach us. So like... Approach with, or like, go easy. Like, because there are so many uh, assessments we have to make. How many safety assessments we have to make at that moment? I do, I do, in the sense, agree with Brie in a tiny, tiny fragment of, like, it does suck that you can't just be friendly and have nothing expected of you. Like, I get what she's going for, but but the thing is, that exchange for her had to go no further than, like, no, sorry, I mean, it's a different thing. If and then for her to post, it was very cute. I was at the airport today. And this guy was so nice. Right. Yeah. Right. And it could have gone, I was, yeah, that's what I would have written. Right. Well, today, Marnie, actually, we were at the airport today. And the TSA agent told me the, I looked old. Well, the TSA agent, no, he was, he was like flirty and I couldn't figure out because I was at a different one right next door, but I could hear what he was saying. And on the ticket, it said, I think because we had booked our tickets together, it said like, has an adult traveler with her. And so he kind of said, where's your adult? 
where's your adult like chaperone type of thing? It's like not as what if he I said was a that. minor, right? Like right. Seventeen years old. And Marnie interpreted that, and that's the thing is everyone's interpreting everything. So Marnie interpreted that as. Oh, I must look old if he's joking with me about being young. Oh, but yeah. that's your own Mishagas. That's your own craziness. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Right. So it's like you never know how someone's going to interpret something. Right. Where I was like, haha. Like I was saying, you. right? <laughs> a, right after that, I said to Marnie, well, I thought it was still cute. I would never post something afterwards. Yeah. Be no. Like an asshole. How right. dare this guy just... use his power to tell me I look old? Exactly. Right. I would and, not do that. But in the same sentence, he probably wasn't trying to tell you look old. He was probably flattering you because you or don't look old. He was just trying old. to make a joke because he has to sit there for seven hours. And he's like, oh, let me just make a joke. Right. He's bored out of his mind. That is true. But I said, like, I was cursing him the whole security thing way. But no, I, I wasn't. I did say to Marnie after, like, that the kind of equivalent of that is, like, um, you know, if if you're thin, someone will be like, hey, fatty. But if you're actually fat, Nobody no one's going to say, hey, hey fatty. Or, or, or if you're fat, no one's going to be like, hey, skinny. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you kind of know, like, eh, that means. That means you might be a little overweight if someone's not saying hey And then, of course, the hey skinny fatty. ones are like, I would love if everyone would stop telling me right. how skinny I am. It's like, right. yeah. I know. You can't win. Can't Basically. Win. Exactly. Just stop listening to the show. Yeah. We're fucked. Yeah. That's the whole thing that we're trying to say. Boils down to we're fucked. Yeah. Trying to make yourself better, but we're fucked. I want to get onto the next topic of why women talk about their exes. Because I've had a few people write into me recently about this saying, like, is this a test? And some men have failed miserably because they've gotten jealous and they've tried to... Uh, kind of compare themselves or bump themselves up from the ex to sort of show off a little bit because of this, and that's turned off the woman that they're with. So why do girls talk about their exes? Okay. Or why do you talk about your ex and you? I talk about my ex because it's a huge part of my life, and I want to connect with people over what has carved me into who I am. Yeah. And so I don't think guys look at it like that whatsoever. Um, it's not for you to say, this is what he did for me, step it no, up, right? No, and it's, I guess it is the, the way that you do talk about it because I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, he did this and he did that. I'm saying like, these were some of the problems or, you know, I could tell it started here, but because I really want them to know what I experienced. I was with someone for eight years. It's Holy a huge, cow. Huge mm-hmm. chunk of my I life. Mean, and, and, and what were the years of your life? Um, up until last year. So oh, 25. I mean, and those are like such formative, like women, that was my woman only years. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And my entire time in LA until last year I was with him. Right. And so for me, it's a huge part of my life. And so like my ex and I actually used to talk about how it's so weird, how we, how we didn't really know each other in our formative years as teens or early twenties, because there was a lot to me that he, like I grew up in like a performance troupe where I danced and like, like was a performer in Disney world for a little while. Yeah, like, I did all these fun things that he had never gotten to see that side of me. Yeah. So, so you wanted to tell him about right. it. So you say like, this is who I am and it's where I come from. So it's the right. same of me explaining the, that stuff, the dance stuff, as it is me explaining my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I would say the same thing. But again, but like my brother just, he's been dating more because for a while he was not dating at all. And he, he just turned 42 and he hit a point where he's like, I, I'm lonely. Like I'm, I'm kind of done with the singlehood. So he's been like, I'm actually impressed. He's doing a really good job. That's good because always said he needs help. Yeah. And he's been doing a really good job, but I was actually kind of coaching him when I first got home. But this girl he went out with last week, he really liked her, but she lives two hours away. And so it's like, obviously this that's is like thing. Chicago. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. That's right. Sorry. Like way up, but way upstate, like nowhere near like the city or anything. And so we're in the Syracuse, Utica area. And this girl's like all the way down by Binghamton kind of. So it's a pretty far jaunt. 
So anyway, he was like, I like her, but the second time we hung out, she would not stop talking about her ex-husband. So she was married and she was talking about like, cause they have one child together and like, he's got the, he's got custody and all that kind of stuff. And my brother found it to be so overboard and so obnoxious. He's like, this is only our second date. I don't need to know all the stuff right now. And I said to him, I go, don't be hard on her. She was probably trying to connect and she probably felt very comfortable with you, which is a good sign. Well, she's just mm-hmm. trying to get it all out there. Be like, and I, I like this for me, me, right? Well, for me, right. like I've only had one real serious relationship in my adult life. Like, so, and that was, I mean, it ended like two years ago and it was for about a year and a half, but it was a serious one. We had, we're talking like marriage and babies and like, and he was a little bit older than me. So I was about 31 when we were in it and, you know, and he turned 40 when we were together. So, um, but I think for me, there's so many things that I had learned in the relationship that I feel like now, like when I've started to date people or begin a relationship, um, it comes up because I feel like it's a way of explaining like, well, this is why I, I, like a way of being like, oh, this is why I do this, or this is why I feel this way about that, or, um, or, you know, or as an example of something. Um, do you want men to reciprocate when you you do? I I do. I do as well. And they won't for the most part. It's interesting. I'll talk to them in a second. I don't know. I'm very torn on that because- one of the worst things I did after my breakup ended was, I mean, I was on the Instagram and like Facebook and like, I, I know so much oh, about yeah. what his oh, life yeah. is like now. Like yeah. he's in another relationship now. I know way too you much. Know I know her middle name. I know more yeah. about her than I probably ever should. And it drives me like, even thinking about it now makes my body hot inside. Like, yes. It makes my blood. Boil. So the thing is like, I'm not someone who is capable of hearing about that stuff. And I didn't know that about myself because again, like I never had to go through this, uh, a break. So I probably would do things completely different coming out of an, another relationship now. Um, so I'm not capable about knowing of exes, um, which also then explains so much because him and I would differ so much in the relationship about how we would deal with, you know, I have friends that I have slept with. And like how, what his opinion was on that and what my opinion were so different and I could not understand his opinion on it. And then now that I'm like, now that I have finished my first relationship, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, cause if I were not, I, I could not, don't think we would, I get back to I mean, whether I would want it or not. Like okay. I don't see it in the future that we would get back together. But I'm like, oh, if we got back together, I would absolutely be horrified if he wanted to still talk to this ex. You know, like right. I could not deal with, I could not deal with right. hearing about that relationship. But there's, a, but there's a difference between talking to the ex and talking about the ex. Which one bothers you? Well, obviously I think talking to the ex would bother you more than talking but about the ex. But the only reason, and it's, I, and again, like having not been in a relationship, just having like people that I had slept with, it didn't, dawn, I was like, what? I don't understand. Like, of course I could still be friends with these people. Like, of course, like I should still maintain a relationship and, you know, it'd be fine with me to be like, oh, my friend, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, I don't want to hear about some dude. And I'm like, well, he's not some dude I fuck. Like he's. He's His a name's Baba Baba. I'm friend. never going to talk to him again. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he lives inside you. I don't want to hear about exactly. it. Exactly. So my husband, when I first started dating him, and this is, I, you know, I was in my early 20s when I first started dating him, and he was in his early 30s. And I remember I would constantly bring up ex-boyfriends, not saying, like, they're so wonderful, they're this, oh, he called me. Like, I wasn't saying those things. I was trying exactly what you said, like, to di- divulge information about 
what didn't go right or how I felt. It was a way for me to say, this is who I am and this is how I operate. Now you know what I expect. It was like my subtle way of saying what I really want without saying it directly by using this other person. And I would get really pissed off that he wasn't sharing the same information with me and he would never talk about it. And then at one point he finally snapped on me and he said, I don't want to hear about the other dudes. I don't want to picture you with other dudes to stop talking about that. And I actually got really mad when he responded that way. Um, but I understood what he was saying. And then I explained myself where I was coming from. And I said, honestly, I kind of want to hear about like how shitty your last girlfriend was. Like, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear why it didn't work. I want to hear what happened and why I'm more special than this girl. Like, yes, that's 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 actually what I want to hear for. It's funny. I I don't now thinking about it. I don't think I want to hear from, and it's again, I would, after the breakup, and I would be complaining like they'd be like, "That's just that's a male brain. Like a male brain doesn't want to hear. They don't. No, that they don't want to know anyone and else. Female ever brain is like, your vagina. I, and as a female brain, I want to share. I think like I bring up the ex, my ex, because I want to share what I learned from that relationship. Like you oh, want hey. to share how you work. Right, and, and I want to share like, hey, like in that relationship, I didn't know that I wouldn't like this or that. But now I know this or like, oh, I've learned from myself, like, this is how I operate and that's what I've learned. Or I've learned like, oh crap, I should have been more attentive to this or I can't believe I didn't acknowledge yeah, there, that there or respect this opinion passing more. on messages to this new person. So I what have, would be a Hold good, on one second. Okay. I did have a really bad experience with a guy that I was seeing talking about his ex and I may have mentioned this on the show and it was the exact, it's a perfect example of like what not to do when talking about an ex. You probably will remember the story. Um, My friend um, dated, or he's not my friend. We dated for a little while. He was super young. He was like 21. I I was like 23. I felt like I was robbing the cradle. When we first started dating, he was 20 and couldn't get into bars. And so it just felt like I was dating such a young guy. And it was, he was very immature at the time. Um, But he had in his room, his ex-girlfriend from high school, her artwork hanging in his room. And he would point it out to me and talk about how awesome it was. I remember the story. Yeah, and I, and that was so um, the wrong thing to do. Right. And they ended up after him and I. I mean, we we were together for like six months officially or something. It was not. It wasn't a huge official thing. But when we broke up, as soon as we broke up, he started dating her, and it was like, okay, that makes sense. So I think that there's different tones. Yes. When talking about exes. So like that tone was the no-no tone. Like you don't talk about how amazing she was, how beautiful she was, how great friends you were, how talented she is. You don't have her artwork hanging in your room. But you talk about an ex in a productive way of like, well, what, this what is the experience. What would be actually a really and, sexy way for the guy to talk about it? Because if we're really just trying to subtly share who we are and what our wants are, wouldn't it be better for him to say something that speaks to that? Saying like, I can tell you about my exes. But I can also tell you how I work and I want to hear how you work. Like what is a sexy way for him to understand that about us and then share information? So what my husband ended up saying after he kind of freaked out about like not wanting to hear about me with other dudes is he said, I'll give you three questions. Ask your three questions about my ex and then we're not talking about it anymore. And I can do the same thing for you, but then it's done. Then we just talk about the two of us. And I was like, okay. I like that. And I liked that. But – Maybe that's not good did for you, some people. Did you get out of that what you were looking for? The answers that you kind of were seeking? was To be honest, I don't remember the questions that I asked because there weren't specific things that I wanted to know. I just wanted him to open up You just wanted that sharing. To me. I wanted I had, the sharing. I had a similar thing where I, again, was like, oh, like, who is the first girl you lost your virginity to? And he was like, it's all right. We don't need to talk about that. I'm like, 
obviously like, I'm not going to be jealous about something like right. that. You were, you were like 17 at like, or however old you were at the time. Like, why would I like, ever hold month. that against you? That to me is like a sharing and a bonding thing to be like, Hey, like this was my first kiss. And like, this is the person I lost my virginity to. Like things like that, I think are, are shareable. I think there's like a connotation, like if you're talking about the person and it's coming across like, I miss this person and I want to be back with that person. Or they're wonderful. Yeah. And like, right. or things like that. That's me. They to, broke their heart. To steer, steer away from. Yeah. But sometimes even like good things that you would share about that relationship, if it's letting me know something about what kind of a person you are, I think is okay. Like, um, I actually like was having sex with this dude uh, last night. Uh, Ooh, right. Right. Let's talk go. about it's it. The first time in a very, very, very long time. But in that conversation, like he was talking about like when, yeah, exactly. Uh, talking like about. something <laughs> that you know, like I again because it's not something that was that's going to be serious at all. Like it's very much just like we're just two friends that were like, all right, let's do this. We both have needs, and it's been a very long time for both of us. Nice. And I was like, well, I'll shave my legs for you. <laughs> like that was pretty that was much nice that was gesture. Like, that was my come on. <laughs> like that, I shaved my legs for you. Um, and I forget where I'm going with this, but like, con- like he had mentioned that like he had dated a girl that like at, at points like in her in her, her life would just not shave anything. Like, let her armpits grow out, let her legs and, like, her, you know, and her bikini grow out, and that was it. And he was like, it was fine. He's like, because I loved her, so it didn't matter. And, like, to me, I thought that was actually a very endearing yeah. thing to hear from him, you know, because it was like, oh, like, you know, he's capable of, like, loving someone so much that, like, you don't care what, what body hair they have right. on them because, like, you would love them, yeah, like, it, that Yeah, it positions much. him well. It's so, a good, right. good thing. So it's like, in that way, I'm like, oh, okay, you were sharing, like, something sweet about you where you're like, oh, I have the capacity yeah, but of loving someone so Yeah, but if he had said, but it completely so turned me on. Right. When, yeah. well, maybe that actually wouldn't be bad because he's still telling so me, like, she I had like the hair best women. nose hairs. Yeah. But, like, like, for me right now, like, I notice, and sometimes I have to stop myself because I... I think my ex was a great person and I actually like still like have so much like love for him. Like I think I, I, he deserves to have somebody that like makes him completely happy because we were not right for each other. And it's like a very big thing. And I think it took a lot for like one of us to be strong enough to like step outside of how much love we had and step outside and go, this isn't going, like we love each other so much, but we are not right. And one of us had to be strong enough to say it. And it was him that was strong enough to say it. So it's like, I, it's like knowledge and emotion. Like I have the knowledge that we were not right for each other. See, like, that's okay to share as and well. Like, but well, so- I think like I share all the things that I learned. Like, oh, like, oh, I know this now. Oh, I know that now. You're just like, exchanging information. It's experience. Yeah, it's like a community college degree from a relationship. Yeah. Basically. So I would say for guys who are listening, not to really be jealous and not feel like you have to one-up the boyfriend. Yeah. But if you open up and share a little bit. And the truth is, is that you can also share how uncomfortable this conversation makes you. I think the And yes. that, you know what, I don't I don't really want to hear this stuff. Like, I know you want to share. I'm happy sharing anything else. I don't have baggage with my ex. But I don't want to hear about you with another guy. Like, I think and that that's that honest is so as much well. intimacy, intimacy too. Just saying, like, as a man, like a woman, I think if she can acknowledge that even that for a man is very hard mm-hmm. to, like, even open up and be that honest with us to go, hey, I have to be honest with you. Like, I'm uncomfortable right now. We're like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, we're so happy that you're even sharing that with us because it's, that is it's very something vulnerable. About you. Well, what about guys sharing that they don't have an ex? How do you feel about that? Like, let's say you met like a 35 year old and he's like, I've never had a relationship. Like how, see, that's a weird one for me because I get asked that a lot where like 
people are like shocked that I only have like one ex and, they, and that I don't date very much. And I don't know how to respond to that. Like I went on a date with somebody from a, from a dating app and they were like, well, what's wrong with you? And then I think, and they meant it in a complimentary way, but I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. So like, so part of me is like, okay, like, I guess I can find, like, I don't know. Like I've been on the receiving end of that question and it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. But would that be a turnoff for you? Not necessarily. I, I think I would have to be, I, I would, I would ask questions. Like I'd be like, oh, like, what do you, like, like, why have you not been in a, in a serious relationship? And then see, and then sometimes like, again, like if he's open and honest of like, look, I've just spent so many years, you know, just fucking around and it's this, but like now I'm ready for something else. I'm like, oh, okay. Like what if that wasn't the answer? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what the answer was, but I'm not, I'm someone who hasn't had many relationships either. So I've. Would I think guys would be shocked be that as to person. how many women would have the same response about themselves, that they also haven't had a lot of relationship yeah. experience. Yeah. So why know. haven't you? I don't know. Which is also, I think, like, from dating, like, I, I've always been in the mindset, like, if I go on a date or two and I can already tell this isn't going to work, like, why would I keep why would I keep this doing? Like, I'm not going to date for the sake of dating. That's why I never dated in high school. Cause I was like, I know I'm not marrying anyone from my high school. I'm moving away and doing other things. Like, and so I didn't have any relationships for a really long time. And people looked at me like I was defunct or something, or like I was like lesbian, a lesbian or weird. Well, mine was the opposite. I grew up loving like romantic. Like I grew up watching like Grease and Dirty Dancing, like my oh, first movies oh, ever. Too. At like four. I don't know what parent was like, oh yeah, just uh, sit down in the basement and watch like my parents, Dirty Dancing. My parents. Our, yeah. Like, parents, the, all the, of the our Dirty parents. Dancing part where like oh, she's like, now I get it. The watermelons. Oh, but now I get it now. I didn't get it back then, but now I get all of the dancing where he takes off her shirt and she like rounds her back around. It was like all that. But in my mind, first of all, it did make me very obsessed with sex, but obsessed with sex in the way where I was like, I want to get a boyfriend and yeah. I want it to, it's see for me it made me uncomfortable and I was like no 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 oh, I don't want to do God. that it's too so, intimate and la, la, la. I don't want to do a dance I also had a cousin that was like 10 years older than me so I idolized everything that she did and she went to high school and like she's been with her husband since she was 15 years old oh, yeah. so I've known him since I was five so in my head I was like well that's how life's gonna go I'm gonna go to high school and I'm gonna meet my meet my boyfriend and then that didn't happen so I'm gonna go to college and I, so I like idolized these romantic movies of like that's how it works like you meet this one person and that's gonna be your person yeah. and then it like my life didn't work out like that so it's like I just kept waiting for this like one and maybe that's my problem maybe that's also why it's like I go on this date and I expect to feel well that's what I was gonna ask you instantaneous so- like that's the one for me yeah yeah it's not like that yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is but sometimes, sometimes for me Anybody I ever had that uh, that's the person, it did not work. And out. it works and for a bit, anything. and then you have to then you have to go through the real relationship. Absolutely. Then you got to get through the nitty gritty after yeah. that. But yeah, like I mean, my my ex on from our first date, he just clicked. We knew we were on, but I, it was on, and that and that was it. Um, so what's missing from certain dates? Like so, for guys who are listening, so I can understand, like what makes a great date with you that you want to go on a second date versus I had a nice time. Like how, how does that look different and what is it that you're waiting to experience? I'm working on also being more open-minded because if I don't get that like aha thing, but I think it's like a comfortability. So if I, if I'm there and I'm able to feel like very relaxed and comfortable and like very myself, that to me can be a really good date. Um, If I don't have that right away, but I still think that there's like 
they're a good person, but like maybe I'm just not being open, then I'm like, okay, Jackie, you need to at least go out like one more time and like really, you know, see if this is something. Like maybe, you know, maybe he's nervous. Maybe, you know, I, I'm a, I also realize I'm a big person. Like my, my personality. You have a big personality. Yes. That's scary for a lot of guys. Yeah. It is. So I realize like maybe he's intimidated. Maybe he's like that. So I'm like, okay, like, so if I don't feel something right away, I'll, I'll do a second date. Too, but then after that, if I don't feel it, yeah. then you know, I, I, I have the kind it. of rules in a way that you do where I feel like I need to feel giddy around the guy on the first date. Otherwise, I have zero interest in a second date. Like the guy that I'm currently obsessed with and have been for the past year and was almost over, but now not over again. And the reason I took two Xanax before you got here. So if I'm a little out of Just it. Just to make sure that you didn't like talk about it. <laughs> no, because it was stressing me out so bad because I just got back from out of town and like, and. So I was thinking maybe he would... You okay? No, I was just burping, so oh, I was trying okay. to blow it away okay. from the uh, microphone. But thank you for noticing. like a pregnancy so. thing. Like, like grabbing my stomach. Yeah, like... Especially after I just had sex last night. Please don't say pregnancy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, you're giving birth already. Like, yeah, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't even know what I was saying with that. Oh, with him, the reason I think that I became so addicted to him and so obsessed was because... I had the butterflies and the giddiness two minutes two minutes into talking yeah. to him. I was like, oh my God, I would marry this guy. And your brain's obsessed with the prospect of him. And my brain will not let that go. And it's almost been a year. I and know exactly I still can't let it go. Therefore, that's why I had to take two Xanax today because I was stressing out about it. But it's like tough because now I'm dating. Now I go on dates and I'm like, I go into it with my arms kind of crossed, going, I'm not going to have the same giddiness that I had for the other dude. Which is also, and I know and it. You ra- and you rationalize, and you know that that's not good to compare and to go in there. Right. And I know I'm giving done. myself no opportunity to meet anybody. Right. Because maybe the potential's there, but I'm going and going, nope, you're not him. Right from the beginning. Yeah. And I'm almost going just as a distraction. I mean, I find myself doing that even on the dating apps where I look and, like, if I don't feel like they're career or their stature was like as good as my act or anything. And I'm, yeah. and part of my brain can rationalize that I'm doing it. And is like, this is not fair. Like what you're doing, like you can be happy with somebody who let's say didn't have the same success or wasn't like, what are you, why are you comparing that? Um, and then part of my brain is still like, mm, no, but yeah. And no, I feel that's like the real you, that's the real you answering. I think, I'm d- I've done that before. Now I want bigger and better. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think women's brains get very, I mean, at least mine, it gets very stubborn and it just kind of knows what it wants. Yeah. And I can't change. I would love to be able to change in my brain the desire that I have for that person. If I could and open myself up to other people, I wouldn't heartbeat. But it's like until my brain on its own wants to let that go and open my mind up to other men, it's not going to happen. But I'm just waiting for my brain to kind of finally let that tight like yeah. death grip that I have on him let it go. Well, I also wonder because I... I, I Whenever I think something, I'm always like, well, all women think this. And I'm like, mm, maybe not. This could just be a Jackie thing. But like uh, another person that I dated, uh, and we only dated for like just a few months. This was like, he was essentially, I guess, like the the rebound, even though it took like a year and a half for me to like have this like rebound because I was like in a state of depression for, you know, like year, for at least a year after. But like I, it wasn't, we only dated for like two months and I still find my brain like obsessed. And I think it's because in those lonely hours where you're sitting in your bed, like just like alone and lonely, you know, and horn or whatever it is, your brain goes to like, well, who, who can I think of? And my brain was going to this, you know, to this like rebound guy where I'm like, yeah, but 
you knew this part like that yeah, was you not a rebound. Like you don't actually want to be with this person, but I find my brain so fixated on them because they're either the last person that, you know, I dated or like my brain's like, oh, well maybe this could have worked. Or like, you know, I find myself so fixated. I'm like, what? Like I was telling you guys, like I was on my way here and I was going to be passing like that person's like place of work. And I was like, well, maybe I could find a reason to go in there. I'm like, why would you find it? Why? Right, right. But why in your head, are you saying like, I'd like to see him to see what? Because there's still like this like part of me that's like would it would maybe still be attracted or something that I'm like do you feel let like me it, just see you, yeah let me just see how what do you, what he thinks is that but that's really what it is it's what he thinks right yeah that he's still even attracted though I, to even you though or I still wouldn't want to date even though I wouldn't date them because well, I was okay I'm gonna end the show on this note but like so this one person wrote into me and many people write in asking this question like okay I dated this girl it didn't work out she said she didn't want to be with me but every few months she texts me is she playing games with me is she messing with me is she testing me in some way. Is that what's going on or what is, my what brain, is going my on? My brain does that for two reasons. One, sometimes it is just to be like, well, I wonder if I still like, I mean, there's just like the selfish thing of like, I wonder if I still have a hold on him. I wonder if he still does think of me because selfishly in our loneliness, we need to know that. Um, and then sometimes it's also, at least for my brain, I'm such a people pleaser where part of me is like, well, I need to just make sure that we're okay. Like, are we okay? Like, are we yeah. friendly? Yeah, 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 are yeah. we still all right? Like, as well. are we, like, I just want to make sure like we're, like, we're okay. And I think that's the reason why, like, I wanted to do like that pass by to this act. Not because like, I necessarily want to see if I still have it, but a part of me is like, Hey, are we okay? Like, is it okay if I come by the, re- like, come by and see? It's like, that's okay if I pop by, right? Because we're friendly, right? We're allowed right. to do this. Well, and you look cute tonight. So you're like, okay, yeah. well, Anne, I want to look good. And there's part of my brain that did think about that. Like, I was like, well, yeah. I am going into this part of town. So, uh, just in case if I happen to want to go by there. What's the best way for a guy to respond when a girl does that? Well, it depends on what message he wants to send back. Okay. Like, if the, like, I, I found that like whenever I've reached out to just be like, oh my God, we're okay, right? We're friendly, da 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 This person like has responded and has kept it like friendly, but it's always me that has initiated the conversation. He's always been polite and kind and has responded, but he has never initiated a friendship, like a friendship back. So I'm like, all right, Jackie, either like he's acknowledging, he's acknowledging you, but like he's being smart and it's like, why am I going to step foot into this painful Thing. Like he's trying to be, he's, he's trying to be polite, but also protect himself. And yet I keep insisting on forcing this out of him. And in a way it's actually quite a selfish it's a, move on my, selfish. it's an extremely no, selfish move on I my part. Well. Oh yeah. I mean, do you still text with exes even now that you're like married? No, no I but, don't text with exes, but I'll constantly do that. If I'm feeling down about myself in a moment, I'll just reach out to people and say like, do you still like me? Like, it's not <laughs> well, really saying today. do you still like me, but do right. you still, am I still like yeah. a return text in do you 10 still minutes about that? or is it like a return text three days later? Yeah, yeah. we do that. Like today I was panicking over the other guy and while I was home, this one guy who I think is really cute wrote to me and he was like, so when you get back in town, you're going to go out to dinner with me, right? Hmm. And I think he's super cute. I don't know if we'd connect or whatever, but um, today when I was panicking about the other guy, I was about to write to that guy and say, so when are we going out? Because we need to have, we need, like, I mean, sometimes- I need to feel like I'm not like a throwaway person that people want me or want me in their life or whatever. Well, I want you in my life. I think it goes, so So sorry. I think it goes full circle back to the breathing. Like men reach out immediately as far with the sex thing. We needed to know, like, can they get that? We need to know emotionally, can Mm -hmm. we get that? Yes, exactly. Absolutely, that's a good place to end the show. I want to definitely have you back on the show and go deeper into this. Mm-hmm. But apparently, me, iTunes is not like shows over forty-five minutes now. Okay. So, yeah, I thank you so much for having me back. Thank you. Minutes, yeah, no, no, so. no, but tell people where they can I find you. I have Jackie you. Gold on Twitter. 
at I am Jackie Gold because I am, and then I have an album mm-hmm. coming out. Oh, that's cool. called Maximum Occupancy, so it should be out within the next like week or two. Awesome. So that's cool. Cool. wait like it. a week or two after you hear this podcast, or like I think look, I'm gonna have it on iTunes and on like Amazon and all that. Okay. So very cool. very, cool. it's a quick cool. easy listen, like a quick little 40 minute album. But I love it. I mean, it's. It's a good little note of like where I am in my life at this exact moment. It's like That's a bookmark. Awesome. And I think it's great. That's awesome. Okay, so where is it again? Say it'll be on iTunes and uh, Amazon and Jackie Gold, and it's called Maximum Occupancy. I like that. Very I like good. it. Good. Yeah. All right. You know, I don't even remember how we close the show. What do I say? You say you new guys shows. Are awesome. No, I can do it. Oh right, yes, you've done it every time, and I haven't memorized. New shows come out every Thursday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't have to download each episode individually. I'm going to add this in. Make sure you share the show with a friend because I'm sure... Three friends. Three friends, if you have three friends. And I'm sure if you're struggling with women, they are too because you guys are friends. So nerds find nerds is all I'm saying. Oh, look at you. And it's not not just nerds that struggle. No, because I'm super cool and I'm so struggling. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then also um, make sure to um, follow follow me on Instagram at Chris Karn. Yes, exactly. If you want to write oh, questions yeah, yeah. for overanalyze this, which we did not get to today, but we will get into very shortly um, on other future episodes, please write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com because that's what we are. We're Ask Women Podcast What, what She wants. wants. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for sticking with us during this time where we've taken a little bit of a break and being patient because we're back. We're awesome and keep listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.